Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. Hello everyone, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lead to Succeed. And as always, we have really amazing guests who are so open and happy to share their stories of leadership and growing a business and that's the same today we have Amanda Colson with us and Amanda is the founder and CEO of SVC Solutions. Now Amanda will do a brief introduction at the moment but just to whet the appetite Amanda is going to talk about leadership, growing a business, coping with being in a recession downsizing, getting ready for growth, and all of those sorts of things and how they impact leadership and how they impact individuals who are growing a business. So Amanda, a really big welcome to you. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Well, please do a little bit of an introduction on yourself, just a bit of brief background. Yes, lovely. But I've um, I've actually worked within the recruitment industry for many years now, so probably 30, 30 plus years. Um, but SVC was born in 1999, so we've been around for 22 years. Um, primarily, our core business is recruitment, but we, as the years went on, I, I noticed a need for leaders and business owners to have support around them for health, health and safety, HR and training. So as the years pro- progressed, we added in and employed experts in those fields. So we are now not just recruitment. We, we are a consultancy-based company where we offer human resources advice, health and safety advice. We're an ILM, Institute of Leadership and Management Training Centre, and a soft skills training center, as well as recruitment. So um, very different, (laughs) Um, all aspects. And the the people that we've got within our business are all experts, as I said, in their their field. So it's lovely to be able to support a client from a whole people development point of view, not just in finding the right people, but it's also retaining the right people and supporting those people whilst they're working for us. Well, that, thank you for sharing that, Amanda. I'd like to dive straight in and ask you, what does leadership mean to you? Good okay. Leadership. Yeah. Leadership. <laughs> I think leadership has meant different things to me at different times. And having now been a leader, if you like, for 22 years, it's for me now, and primarily, and I wish I'd known this 22 years ago, to be fair, it's about authenticity. It's about being your real self. And and people relate to you when you show your real self and you show a bit of vulnerability. I'm not saying all the time because you are, at the end of the day, leading a team. So you're there to inspire and motivate people. But... It's about authenticity and and 
it, it can be very lonely at times, which I, I'll, I can explain later on, but I think it's, it's very much about leading from your heart as well as your head, but mainly from your heart. <laughs> it sounds as if you had an experience earlier on, because you said you wish you'd known this earlier. So what was it that caused you to really appreciate that it is about being authentic you and leading from your heart? I think in all honesty, I think I was taught in the early years before I, I, I started SVC, because I was a manager and I'd, I'd gone through management training, etc. I was very much taught that vulnerability was not a good thing to show as, as a boss. So I was always quite private. And when, when, you, when I had my challenges, I think I, I didn't show enough vulnerability in a way in which people would feel inspired, actually. You know, you can show vulnerability in a bad way as well. But I think I learned how to be authentic probably 10 or so years ago now but that I think I was always brought up to sort of say well leadership is about you know always being positive always being that motivator and always never having a problem and being quite sort of bossy if you like but it isn't that at all it's very much about just being you <laughs> When you changed or when you began to really appreciate that, and, and by the way, I agree with you, we, we, it's great to show that kind of human side. We are all human. Mm. We need to connect as humans. When you began to appreciate that, what did that change for you in your leadership style? If you could be kind of some, give some maybe some specific examples of that. Yeah, it, it changed quite quite considerably actually because it made me more relaxed. It made me realize, hang on a minute, you know, I'm doing this with my why, what is driving me, but people need to see that they, my team needed to be bought into my purpose and my why, because then you're working as one unified unit rather than you know, you on your own and not explaining what this is all about, what's important to you, what your values are, what, what are your trigger points. And also it made me much better at delegation, um, which is something as a leader. And I think we all suffer from this because I train it now, but you know, you've got in your head, oh, well, I'll just do it because it's quicker. Um, and we, we, we tend to sort of be scared to lose control a little bit, um, which can be really, really difficult for your staff who are working for you because they, they've got their key strengths so delegation absolutely I, I'm now the queen of delegation <laughs> um, not abdication so I do want to stress that it, it, it isn't that but uh, and also just having everybody working towards the same purpose the same values and it made an incredible difference throughout my team did it also make a difference to the financial performance of the business? Yes, it did, because people became a lot more authentic themselves. They knew it was safe. It was a safe environment for them to feel, hang on, it's okay to tell Amanda, the boss, that I'm feeling a bit wobbly or that, you know, I'm not confident with a certain aspect of my role. So 
And the more that all came out and the more that I could support that and help that, the more confident they become. Therefore, the results would get better. So, yes, absolutely. I can see how that would trickle through and, and make a big difference to your organisation. Because I think you were, you know, when you were, we were talking a little bit earlier, um, you grew your business to, was it sort of 30, uh, 35 consultants and 8 yes. to 10 million? Yes. So... Did that come at a point when you kind of realized, look, you know, I need to change my leadership and then you've got significant growth on the back of those changes? Interestingly enough, what actually happened was our turnover went down, but our profit went up. Oh, that's which, interesting. Which, which, is, which is absolutely mm. wise in business sense, because mm. I think in the early days you get caught in this whole want to help everybody and our turnover was was very good but our, our our net profit was very tight so when I started to realize that the leadership within the business was was you know had to change or not had to change but I was never that bad but when I started to wake up to this authenticity and this purpose and, and my values and sharing that information, we decided as a team to really look at how we worked and, and what were we busy fools or were we, you know, have we got contracts that were sitting within our values? And in all honesty, Rebecca, we didn't. You know, there were a couple that weren't sitting within our values, so we decided to walk away. So hence our turnover went down, but our productivity went up. So our profit started to improve. And it's great when you really get that focus in, isn't it? And you're working mm. with brilliant clients where you're aligned on values. It makes such a difference for everybody. Yeah. Because exactly. when you work with clients where it's not a good fit, in my experience, it never, ever works out well. No, it, it doesn't. And, you know, you, you, you must know, you know, when you have a sales team, there's this very fine balance between being a hungry salesperson and taking business that, you know, that, yeah. uh, uh, um, but actually my team are very much pride themselves on the fact that we're there to support our clients, but it's a two way street. You know, we, we need to believe in what they do as much as they believe in what we do. So we, we operate completely differently now than we did. Mm. Now we have listeners who are at the beginning stages of leadership or stepping into leadership um, as well as much more experienced leaders, but what tips would you give? What practical tips would you give to somebody who's listening to this now and thinking, oh, maybe I am not being true to me and I may need to take on board some of these things that Amanda's saying, what practical steps and tips would you give them to be more authentically them, knowing that in so doing, they might alienate some people? Absolutely. It's a brave step to take, but it is. <laughs> I think regardless of whether you're starting out new or you're already and you've been a leader for the last 10 20 years it's about surrounding yourself with people so I I got a coach I got a business coach and he he was a personal friend of um 
my my ex-husband actually um and we when I first sat down with him he was so blunt and so you know what do you want to do that for and it actually antagonized me a little bit but what he gave me over the I was only with him for a couple of years but it was the best learning I've ever had knowing that somebody he he was sharing his real life stories with me things that he'd done wrong things that he'd done right that made me relax and think you know what I, it, it isn't about qualifications it isn't about textbook or you know working with all these theories it's about me it's about being me and he taught me that so I I became a business coach for that reason and I teach other people those things now because on your own completely on your own is tough really tough and you tend to go home you speak to your wife or you speak to your husband or your partner or your mum or your dad or your brother they're always going to come from a different perspective so to go outside of that and speak to someone who's maybe been there done it had their mistakes had their challenges is probably the best top tip I could give any leader to be to be fair I think that's such a, a valuable tip and Amanda I'm always saying find somebody who's in your corner who will support mm. you Mm. and somebody who's been there that's not your bank manager because your bank manager it's highly unlikely they've ever been through the challenges yeah. of growing a business yeah. find somebody who's been there before you and can really be in your corner and support you guide you help you be yeah. that critical friend whatever it, whatever it needs yes to, to, that you, you feel safe with that you you yeah. know the conversations you're having with them are confidential they're not going to judge you yeah. and you know that that's what a good coach does they don't teach you that they're, they're not trainers we're not we don't train you to do a job we inspire you to do a job and that yes. is very different yeah. yeah what have been some of the deepest hardest challenges you've had to face now you've grown a business i know you've had them <laughs> Mm, it goes right. with the territory of growing the business so what have been some of those really hard challenges where you've learned big lessons what mm. have those challenges been and what are those lessons that you've learned weirdly, you've come through them? weirdly enough the biggest challenges I've had only happened three years ago so I've had recessions and we, we've we've handled recessions before, you know, in that 22 years, I think before COVID, there was two significant ones um, where had I known now what I, you know, then I, it would have been slightly different, but we got through them. We handled them together because I was by then leading with authenticity. But for me, three years ago, everything happened to me at once. I literally um, ended up going through a, a divorce, which after being married for 22 years was quite significant. Um, and at the same time, sadly, my sister um, passed away from a brain tumour. So we had that as a family to deal with. And, and as a family, we'd never been through anything like that. Um, and this all happened within months of itself. Um, so then I had to move house and 
you know, all the all those things that come with it. And I'm going to be very honest, Rebecca, because I I always am. Is there were points during that time where I didn't think I could continue, where I actually thought I don't know if I can do this. Um, but the big thing that changed was this whole the way I changed as a leader as having people around me who had worked for me for a long time who recognized I was struggling and who sat me down because they were comfortable enough to say right enough and you need some time out you need because I just kept working all the way all the way through because it was a distraction if I'm honest um so sadly I'd lost my sister in that in that time and it affected all of us really badly and you know I moved house was trying to get on with my life so I took a few weeks out and gathered my thoughts but I was supported by an amazing team of people um who aren't just my team but they're also my friends now and they were incredible and they helped me to give me enough space to actually deal with things. And I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I did get some help through therapy, different types of things that I tried. Um, and I'm a big supporter of reading and, and that sort of thing and investing time in myself, medicate, uh, meditation, not medication, sorry. <laughs> I didn't do that, meditation. Um, and also, the, you know, the whole mindfulness Thing. So I learned an awful lot during that time. And I'll be honest, it probably took me 18 months to get myself back on track. So, and then in between that, COVID hit everybody. <laughs> so I had to come back to the business at that point and um, we had to attack it and look at how we were working and, and what was the best thing to do. But because I'd had such a great team around me, we were already geared up to be able to say to all our staff, grab your laptop, go and work from home, stay safe. We were, we were already so organized because of the great team I've got around me. So we got through it. And I'd say as a leader, we all go through personal things and challenges had I not learned to show vulnerability all those years ago I would have been in trouble because I would have just you know let that sort of fester away and and but because I dealt with it with the showing vulnerability um I find it very hard to talk about it. I find I still do, but I think that's just life. But all leaders, no matter what business you're in, we are all human. We all have a human side and we all have those big personal challenges, you know, grief, divorce, and they're massive for people, you know, they're huge. And to actually try and run a business while you're, you're going through things like that without a great team around you, maybe a good coach is really really difficult so don't be frightened to ask for help that's that's the biggest message you know it's okay to not be okay as a leader sometimes <laughs> so I, I thank you for so much for sharing that particularly as it's a difficult one for you to to share um mm. i really appreciate that and i'm so sorry to hear that your sister passed away 
But I think in what you've said, it's made me think about how often teams don't uh, look after their bosses or feel that it's not their place to do that or to manage mm -hmm. their boss, which in effect is what your team did. They mm. almost turned the tables and managed you and they helped did. you yeah. to get yeah. through it. Yeah, they did. And they, they said, without you, we can't, we need you strong. We need you there. You know, we need, it's, it's okay. You know, we'll step in for a while and we'll support you and do what we can. And that was amazing. You know, I would never forget that. I, I will never, ever forget that. But it's a two-way street. You know, some yeah. of my, my team have gone through very major personal challenges and I try and do exactly the same for them and be there for them but had have we not shown authenticity and vulnerability and given them really good training as well that that's really critical to any business um we we would have I don't know actually Rebecca you know with COVID and everything else there's a lot to pile on to people isn't it and yes you know, so I'm a big advocate for training and knowing your pur purpose and your why and bringing your team on board. But training, we tend to sort of, some businesses spend money on the middle management arm of their, of their businesses because they think they're the ones that need training. But actually, it's leadership down. You know, you start with a leader and work your way down because we find ourselves in leadership roles sometimes just through um you know having that great idea or having that entrepreneurial spirit or whatever it is about us but actually we haven't sometimes been taught the fundamentals <laughs> so we're sort of flying our way way through it sometimes but you know I work with a lot of people now in leadership roles and it's all of us every I've never met one yet that is good to go that says to me oh no I've got it all I've got it all under in hand and I know what I'm doing that all of us we're own, like we are only human and I think our teams look at us sometimes and think oh you know they're they're in their ivory tower so they're all right but actually we're not always all right <laughs> I think that's um, a good point to make Amanda that we are as leaders always learning yeah you know, I don't think we ever quite reach that spot when we say We've learned no. everything. How can that that can never be, can it? No, because you're met with challenges like COVID. None of us knew what to do with that. Not, there was not one leader I've met that was expecting anything in in in, in that. And and it, and now after I know we're not quite for it yet, but things are looking brighter now. It's got other challenges we've got to yes. meet. Yeah. You know, so it, again we're learning again and again. You know, over and over. So. I quite I find it quite exciting to be honest because it keeps you fresh it keeps you you know on your sort of on your game really and and we need challenges in business to to make us thrive and we do mm, yeah. and in addition to that it's also good for our brain it is yes yeah it, we it builds it builds good strong neuro connections by having challenges Mm. A couple of times, Amanda, you've said, if I'd known that at an earlier age, so mm. what advice would you give your younger self? 
My younger self would ask more questions, surround myself with people who had been there, done it, and listened probably, pro- listened more. Um, you know, I did all the courses. I put myself on courses. I, I put myself in networking situations. I read a lot. I read a lot of books. But I think I, you get excited when you first start out. You, 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 you think you can sort of challenge bring the world sort of thing and you you feel very excited and and rightly so and so you should feel excited about your business but you need someone who's going to tell you the pitfalls as well as the good and so that you're prepared for it and so I think in all honesty back then I think I should have listened probably more than I did um and my coach was amazing and I I used to drive back from seeing him and sometimes I'd feel so angry because he told me something I really didn't want to hear and I'd sit driving back fuming and then other times I'd leave you know I was 10 foot tall but what he did do was was honest with me and even those times where I was angry with him he was right and when I'd gone away and sat and thought about it and even all these years later because I'm going back probably 17 years ago that I had a coach, I still today, to this current day, I get a challenge and I think, what would Tim, what would Tim be saying to me now? Um, And it stays with you. It's really lovely. It actually stays with you. And the fact that I then wanted to become a coach, so I, I don't have a coach now, but I've got my team and, and, you know, we discuss everything together and, we make decisions together and they come up with some fantastic things sometimes. And now I listen, <laughs> which, you know, is very, very important. So Amanda, I think that's one of the things I've also learned that as a leader, we don't have to have all the answers and we can encourage our team to really participate in, in challenges and opportunities. Absolutely. Because see, you know, sometimes they come up with that, that little gem that you, you know, we're so close to the coal face sometimes that you can't see the wood through the trees sometimes, but they can and, and, and it's all, it's so rewarding for them. And it's so nice because you don't feel so lonely, but um, it's having that sort of relationship where, you know, no idea is a bad idea and that to encourage that because it can be really useful. I think so and it allows people to kind of even if they think it's a silly idea it may not be who would no. have thought that those yellow sticky notes which I think <laughs> somebody's idea and turned out to be a very successful um, idea indeed so we never know no absolutely <laughs> Amanda as we kind of draw to a close of the podcast and um, thank you for, for sharing so much with us what what drives you what is your purpose what makes you do what you do Yes, it's the same thing today as it was all those years ago. Because when I when I first came up with the idea of setting up and working, you know, with my own business, it was intentionally really to just help people and having, you know, I've got a great family around me, and and but I was never sort of academic, if you like. So I think I don't know what they thought, but I don't think that you know, it was sort of set out that I was going to end up ever doing what I do now. But my father was always very encouraging. Um, 
would always sort of say be the best you can be and that's inspired me so to be able to offer help to people from finding them a job to keeping them safe to keeping them legal to training them to be the best they can be is what drives me and you know business is emotional and for me you know the emotional connection that, that I have with my business is my drive it's it's helping that person achieve what they want to achieve and helping that person to when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with finding them the right job or training them in the right job it is so personal that you know if you get it wrong it can it can be a bad result. We're mucking about with people's lives. So just because you're a, a operations director or a CEO, it doesn't mean you're the most confident person in the world, but if we can help them to become that, and you know that's what I needed back then, that's what I've done, and that is why we do what we do, is to help people and in whatever industry, whatever situation. And, and that helps them to flourish, as you say, be the best version of them. But yeah. I hear a number of leaders say that we should disconnect emotion with our businesses. And mm. I personally don't agree with that. What's And I sense you might feel the same, but what is your view on that, Amanda? Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I think there are the, the business entrepreneurs that set up businesses to make them as profitable as they can and to sell on that is unemotional I guess that you have to be but I think if you you're going to be a leader an authentic leader and it is emotional whether you sell widgets or whether you're in a service driven business it doesn't matter it's still about you and about the people that work for you so no I don't agree that it's unemotional I think you'd have to be very hard to make it unemotional um I think we're in it to be the best we can be and help others you know you don't go into leadership in a selfish way it's not a selfish job it's one of those jobs where you know we want to inspire and help other people so to be unemotional, I think is probably impossible. <laughs> I think you're probably right there because it, as you say, it is about people and in, inspiring, encouraging and helping them and serving them. Mm, absolutely, yeah, it is, it is. And yeah, together you can have great things happen, but it, it is it's a team thing. It is very much a team thing. I know the buck stops with you. You're the leader and the buck stops with you. That's the pressure that we've taken on ourselves. But, you know, that's probably what drives us a, a little bit as well. But it, it's, it's, not, it's not about I, I, I. It's about we, we, we. Very, very, very spot on there, Amanda. And as we as we wrap up now, are there any things that you would particularly like to share with our listeners? Maybe how they can get in touch with you, any exciting projects or developments that you've got on the go? Yeah, well, we we have actually. We we've all, we got our flagship training course called Management in a Box. But from that, because of the leadership and the way the world is right now we've written a new program which is called leaders for life which is what i am super passionate about which is all about your why and your purpose and 
the authentic leadership that I'm talking about. So it's, it's quite a short course, but it's for leaders. Um, so I'm heavily involved in that and it's my passion. So if anyone wants to know anything about it, just, just give me a call, it's absolutely fine. Message me and um, you know I'll help where I can. And there's some really good free material on our website as well. You know, understanding your purpose and the why, it's a great article and there's some useful stats and things on there so if you go on and download that you might find people might find that really useful well thank you and we'll make sure that's also in the show notes so people can get a direct link to your website yes. and find that content no that'd be great. be great thank you thank you so much for sharing your story with us and inspiring us as leaders that despite whatever challenges we might face there's always a way to get through them there certainly is. There certainly is. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks so much, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And as always, if you enjoyed it, we welcome a review. And if you have any questions and like to get in touch with us, you can do that at the rgen.co.uk website.